Good morning. Please let my words speak for you on this beautiful fall morning, as I know that there is one source of everything that I see, touch, experience, and one source of this beautiful fall morning and all of the rain that we've been getting. And I know that I am, and each one here is, that source in beautiful, colorful, animated, experience. And so this morning I say thank you. Thank you for the ability to be here. Thank you for the people in the Zoom room and on FaceTime or Facebook. And thank you for the day. I open my heart. I open my mind. I open my soul and I let go of anything that has come before this one precious moment. As I settle in to listen to Diana talking about the rhythms of the day, sacred time. Speaking these words and knowing that they're coming into fruition right now, I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to Taze. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson. If you're new with us today, it uh, looks like maybe if you're new with us online today, I'm the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And so our community welcomes you home to this community, and we welcome you home to your own Mystic Heart. So we begin our Teze meditation experience this morning by joining our voices together in song, in chant. And so feel free to join in or simply listen and be bathed in the sound of our voices. Thank you to heaven's door. 
such a beautiful reminder, a piece of music that came from Brother, Son, Sister, Moon, the story of St. Francis. As he and those who joined him were building, rebuilding the church stone by stone. And I find myself challenged by the message of that song. Because doing few things doesn't seem to be my role right now. So we begin our meditative journey this morning by closing our eyes and settling into the space. Fully arriving and becoming aware of the breath. In your own time and at, in your own pacing, taking a few deep breaths for yourself to anchor you to this place and this time Deeply grounded in the present and deeply rooted in the presence. As together we enter into sacred ritual, we form and hold a powerful vision. Together we envision a web of consciousness surrounding and infusing the earth. We see and feel ourselves to be a point of radiant light in that web. Can you feel the light radiating from deep within you? Now expanding our awareness, we sense that same light shining in and from every human being. One by one we acknowledge every creature as an expression of the same light. Every plant, every rock, every grain of sand, the soil, the water, the clouds, the wind, the heavenly bodies. All that is is aglow with the light of spirit. We know that there is no separation between us. We feel our inherent connectedness with all of life. As a human family with unique gifts to offer, we acknowledge our role as caretakers in sacred service to one another, to all life forms, and to the planet that sustains us all. Grounded in our oneness, we center our awareness in the idea of sacred time. 
and on the object of our contemplation this morning, rhythms of the day. Sacred time is what we experience when we step outside the quick flow of life and luxuriate in a realm where there is enough of everything, where we are not trying to fill a void in ourselves or the world, where we exist for a moment at both the deepest and the loftiest levels of our existence and participate in the eternal life of all that is. Where there is an underpinning of calm and peace and sufficiency, we know this as sacred time. Sacred time is very different from our most common experience of time. Kronos, linear time, measurable, chronological time. The clock ticking, moving us through our days, through our lives. Kronos was a Greek god that represented the kind of time that makes us keenly aware of its passing, always moving us inevitably toward our own end. Our culture is driven by the clock. We have them in our cars and on our wrists, on our phones and computers and on the walls of our homes, offices, train stations, airports. They are useful tools for helping us to organize our lives. But they can get in the way of experiencing a different aspect of time. Kairos. The Greek god that depicted timing opportunity, chance and mischance. While Kronos stands for the quantitative, Kairos represents the qualitative nature of time. When we eat because we are hungry or sleep because we are tired, that is Kairos time. When we do so because the clock says it is time to do so, that is Kronos time. Kronos helps us to keep schedules, to arrive at appointments and gatherings on time. Kairos is the experience of flow that makes time fly when we are deeply engaged in a creative act or in a meaningful conversation with a loved one. We thrive and our spirituality blossoms when we create balance between Kronos and Kairos in our daily lives.
allowing Kronos to guide rather than control us, and following the flow of Kairos as we move organically from one moment to the next. In such a culture, how do we attain such a balance? There is a beautiful rise and fall found in every breath we take. The rising and setting of the sun each day. The balance between work and Sabbath time each week. The waxing and waning of the moon each month. The flowering and releasing of the earth through her seasons the seasons of our lifetimes and the larger rhythms of ancestral and cosmic time. Yes, we can use these cycles to mark the passing of time. And as the outer changes occur, we can turn our attention inward to reflect on the inner movement of the soul. We don't have to go anywhere in particular to experience sacred time. We don't have to give up our lives in the world to be immersed in the holiness of times unfolding. We need only to shift our perspective, to give our attention to the sacredness of every moment. To cross a threshold into deeper awareness. To look at time as unfolding rather than running away from us. To look at time as offering an invitation rather than making a demand. Sacred time is time devoted to the heart, to things that matter, to wonder and beauty, to catching glimpses of eternity. This is sacred time. We begin with the most basic, the most primal, the most intimate cycle. We begin with the breath. The breath has the power to bring us fully present, to anchor us in the now. The breath invites us to be here and only here, in this once-in-a-lifetime moment. Philosopher and ecologist David Abram reminds us of the sustaining power of sacred breath in Hebrew cosmology when he writes that sacred breath enters not just into human beings, it also animates and sustains the whole of the sensible world. 
without the continual outflow of God's breath, all the letters that stand within the things of this world, all the letter combinations embodied in particular animals, plants, and stones would be extinguished. The poet Mary Oliver asks the question, Listen, are you breathing just a little and calling it a life? Is she opening us to the possibility that deepening our breathing is deepening our life? and our presence to our own aliveness. Join me in bringing awareness back to the breath. With every inhale, remember that life is a gift given freely of the one source. Pause, filled with gratitude and filled with the Spirit of God. Creator is all around us but also within us. Then with gratitude breathe out, sharing the gift freely given with others. We join in the creative act when we give to others. And pause again, resting into the emptiness. Acknowledge the need to stop and rest before we can be ready to begin again. Inhaling gratitude for life as gift and holding the gratitude within. Breathing out, sharing the gift of life with others, joining in the creative act and pausing again to rest into the emptiness. Continuing to follow the slow, gentle rhythm of your breathing, feel your connection to Mother Earth. Your breathing is synchronized with the ocean waves on the beach, 
with the gentle rocking of mothers holding their babies, with children playing on swings, in, out, back, forth, yin, yang. Your experience of relaxed breathing does not depend on your respiratory rate, the chronological measure of breaths per minute. You simply settle into a comfortable cycle. Your body knows when to inhale and when to exhale. Kairos, the perfect time for this, the perfect time for that. What is the perfect time? The perfect time is always now. The perfect place is always here. Speaking of holy ground, we said that where you stand is holy ground because you stand there. Where you are is the perfect place. When you are is the perfect time. And that time is always now. Time is relative. It changes according to our experience of it. Spirit, heaven, and eternity are absolute, changeless. Eternity is not a long time. Eternity is beyond time. It exists in a realm where time has no meaning, but the only way we can experience eternity is in the present moment, the now. As we move toward our silent meditation, I invite you to deeply explore the infinitesimal moment that we refer to as now. Bring all of your awareness to it. Sense how your body feels right now. Peer deeply into the empty space between your thoughts. Fully inhabit the present moment with your whole heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Let everything else dissolve away, leaving only you and your Creator in this sacred time, in this holy place. Surrender to your own eternal beingness.
as the music gently leads us back into linear time, we retain a bit of the eternal. We sit, we are back in space and time, but not entirely. A part of us remains in the eternal realm of spirit, and for that we are grateful. But there is our connection with the divine and with each other. Thank you, God, for everyone and everything. I invite you to know with me now that spirit is moving powerfully through each one of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out blessing the entire world. Grateful, open, and inspired, we received Reverend Diana's words of wisdom with new hearts, with new minds. They echo in the depths of eternity and reassure us that we are aligned with the rhythms of the day. as we look for ways to increase the number of Kairos moments in our days. We turn now to an ancient tradition, the praying of the hours. The praying of the hours has its roots in the Jewish tradition and in the Psalms. Seven times a day I praise you. In praying the hours, we are reminded that each moment of the day has a unique quality, a particular invitation. We're invited to bring those invitations into our awareness and to live our lives in response to them. Dawn calls us to awaken, to give thanks for a new day ahead, to shake off our slumber and what we are asleep to in life. Morning is the time when we begin work and make our commitments to the labors that sustain our lives. Midday is the time of the day's great heat and fire. But it can also be the hour when we start to lose our commitment. And so it is a good time to reignite ourselves. Afternoon calls us to remember the gentle fall and decline of all things as we move into evening and must embrace the beauty and poignancy of endings.
Night is the time of the great silence. The hour of darkness calls us to rest, to surrender into mystery and the unknown. A praying of the hours can be simply acknowledging the awakening, the coming into commitment, the reigniting of our commitments. It can be simply an awareness that afternoon is calling us to look at the time that lies ahead and ultimately to that quiet and dark moment when we're called to rest. How does the particular quality and invitation of each of these hours invite you into a deeper experience of the holy mystery sustaining everything? Does it invite you to look more deeply at your own beautiful heart? So we close our service today in prayer and in song, knowing that there is one source of all of life, there is one source of all time. I call this one God, it goes by many names. And so by whatever name we call it, we acknowledge that it is expressing itself always as all of creation. I give thanks today that it is expressing itself as our time together and as these gentle reminders that as we move through our lives, all it takes is a breath, all it takes is a pause, a simple acknowledgement that God is here and now in this sacred moment. And so I know for each one of us that we honor and just revel in every moment as we move into the coming week. None of us knows how many moments there will be in our lives. And so with deep and profound gratitude for each and every moment, I simply release this prayer, trusting that each one of us is deepened by this time together. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. And we invite you now into a musical meditation to close our service. Bye. 
time No one can be sure When the loan will finally come due But I'm loving all of mine I know what time is for I borrowed it so I could spend it all right here with you. There was a time when I believed that life held guarantees. There was a time when I was sure my future was secure. But life had other plans. My future's in God's hands Knowing that has let me live and love you more We live on borrowed time Yesterday is past And tomorrow seems a million miles away I promise you that I'm gonna make last by living every moment every hour every day we may have a year and we may have a lifetime no one can be certain what the future will allow you and I are here this time Cause the one thing that I know is that we have each other now Right now We live on borrowed time Let's celebrate and sing As we walk bravely into the unknown And we're gonna be just fine Whatever life may bring We'll face it all together And we'll never be alone We may not have forever But our time will be So I thank you for joining us today for Teze. I invite you to uh, have coffee on the veranda, as Chris says, <laughs> if you wish, and stay for our conversation, or move into your day and just have the most graceful, beautiful day ever. I'm forgetting something. That song chokes me every time. Before we send you on your way, we offer this time for you to offer your gifts. Uh, of financial support should you choose to. We are so blessed by all of the support that we get from all of you, from everyone. Uh, your time and your talents and your skills and your money and your love and support. And so as we pass the basket around this morning, we'll go ahead and do another quick little so many blessings so that we can all count our blessings. 
so many blessings like flower petals raining down when there's no beginning no end can be found Mahadeva So many blessings Like flower petals raining down When there's no beginning No end can be found no end can be found. Mahadeva. 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 So many blessings. Like flower petals raining down. When there's no beginning, no end can be found. Ma Deva, Ma Deva, Ma So many blessings. So we know we are blessed by these gifts as they're given today and every day. I thank you so much, knowing that these gifts flow from your heart right to ours and that they are grown and multiplied and given back in a cycle that is never-ending. So thank you, Spirit, for this day. Thank you for these gifts. Thank you for each beautiful soul taking part with us here today. I know that each is blessed and a blessing. And we affirm this together by saying, and so it is. Amen. <laughs> thank you for being here. And feel free to get some coffee, stay, go on your way, be safe out there. We love you. Yeah.
Good morning, Misty Cart. Without losing any of our exuberance, please let my thought and my words speak for you as we bring ourselves into this one moment. Letting go of anything that has come before and anything good that will be coming after. I pause. Feeling the stillness and the joy and the love. That are always there. Knowing that that love is a part of me and a part of each one here. And that each one of us is part of a larger whole. I'm deeply grateful for knowing that for being able to spend time with my spiritual family. Deeply grateful for the rain that we've been receiving and will receive, continue to receive. And so I open my heart, I open my mind, I open my soul as Reverend Diana talks to us about time, the rhythms of the day. Knowing that everything flows smoothly and each person will receive exactly what they need to hear, exactly the tidbit that they need for the week. I say thank you, Father, Mother, God, and so it is. Amen. Good morning again, or for the first time. Welcome this morning. Good to see you here. We're going to begin with some music. So I invite you to start waking your body up. You know, stand if you want, dance if you want. Sing if you want. My glasses will be helpful. Everybody you need. Let us be reminded. We're coming. 
I start my day, and it's just a good affirmation for you to take into the month with you. I was going to invite you to remain standing, but you're not standing. So, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. 
but feel free if you feel like you want to stand and take part in this ritual with your whole body. Nobody's going to think you're weird. So we're going to begin this portion of our time together by embodying this vision that we are co-creating together of a love-soaked world. And we're feeling the energy pulsating through our bodies because we can always feel that energy when we focus on the body. We can feel it in our hands when we give attention to the hands. It's like they tingle almost with life. We can feel it in our feet. We can feel it in our legs, moving up our legs in from the hands toward the center of our hearts and just radiating all throughout our bodies. So we ground ourselves into the floor. We feel the energy pulsing up and through us. As we move into creative process with the divine. Now envision with me a world in which peace and joy and abundance and generosity and justice and freedom are the rule, not the exception. Where all of humanity practices compassion and generosity and dignity, where all of us realize that we are not only responsible for the well-being of our brothers and sisters, but for the welfare of Mother Earth herself. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food and the safety of a warm and comfortable home, where all beings have medical care and education, and have the delightful experience of healthy relationships, right livelihood, and creative contribution, and a deep sense of belonging with one another and on the planet. A world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and light, where the peace that we cultivate within shows up as a world free of hatred or violence, we're creating a world that knows no greed, a place where having enough is the greatest form of abundance, where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full and rich and contented life. In this new world of our creation, every member of the human family serves as a conscious vessel through which God's blessings flow and flow and flow. We call this vision into form from the realm of infinite possibility, knowing that it is taking form right here and right now as we hold and sense and speak our powerful word as we sense it with every cell in our bodies. We commit to aligning our actions to support and nurture the graceful unfolding of this love-soaked world, and we give thanks that it is unfolding right now. We let it be, we call it done, and so it is. Amen.
Mmm. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I just get this flow of energy. Bask in that for a minute. Our prayer and our visioning creates a shift, and I know it's got to be good for us. It's got to be good for us. So now that we're all charged up, let's have a conversation. Okay. Okay? Okay. In our Taze this morning, we spent time with the breath, quite a bit of time with the breath. We talked about how the breath is one of the most primal rhythms that we deal with on an ongoing basis. It's one of the most grounding things that we can connect with when we want to begin experiencing the present moment on a more regular basis. So before we start our conversation this morning, I'd like to share a couple of short readings with you. Here's the first one. It says, there was neither non-existence nor existence. Hmm. There was no realm of air, no sky beyond it. What covered it and where and what gave shelter? Was there an unfathomed depth of water? Hmm. Death was not then, nor was there anything immortal. No sign was there, the days and nights divider. That one thing, breathless, breathed by its own nature, Apart from it was nothing whatsoever. Darkness there was. At first concealed in darkness, this all was discriminated chaos. All that existed then was void and formless. By the great power of warmth was born that one. Thereafter rose desire in the beginning, desire, the primal seed and the germ of spirit. Sages who searched with their heart's thought discovered the kinship of existence with non-existence. Transversely, across the universe, was their dividing line extended. What was above it then and what below it? There were begetters, there were mighty forces, free action here and energy up yonder. Who verily knows and who can here declare it whence it was born, and whence comes this creation. The gods are later than this world's production. Who knows then whence it first came into being? He, the first origin of this creation, whether he formed it all or did not form it, whose eye controls this world in highest heaven, he verily knows it, or perhaps he knows it not. What the heck is that? What is this story? Does it remind you of anything that you've ever heard? What's it about? Sounds like Genesis 1 to me. Oh. There was nothing and then there was first thought. Okay, there was nothing and then there was first thought. Sounds like Genesis 1 to you. Okay. Also sounded at the beginning like a baby in the womb. Oh, okay. So it's definitely a creation of some kind, right, happening. Does anybody know where this reading comes from, by any chance? Ernest Holmes? 
No. <laughs> Although he can sound that confusing sometimes. <laughs> no. It's an Indian creation myth from the Rig Veda. Yeah. The Rig Veda is part of the Hindu tradition, the Hindu scripture, which is one of the oldest existing texts that we have on record. Comes from somewhere between 1200 and 1500 BCE. Hmm? Oh, thought somebody said something. You can add, go ahead. Said, wow. Oh, wow. Said, yes. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And um, it probably originated from the region that we today call Pakistan. That's what they're thinking at this time. So, where does breath come into this story? Do you remember hearing anything about breath in there? That one thing, breathless, breathed by its own nature. Apart from it, was nothing whatsoever. What is that about? What, what does that mean to you when you hear that? That one thing. Beginning of life. Okay, life emerging from consciousness. There was nothing but infinite possibilities. Nothing but infinite possibilities. So what's breath have to do with any of this? Okay, we think of life when we think of breath. So let me read you something else real quick. In Genesis 2... We read this, In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground, but a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. So that's from the second creation myth in Genesis. So a different culture altogether. They believe that this was recorded a little bit later, closer to our own time, but still before, before the time of Christ. So how is breath important in that passage? Okay, so form had no life without the breath of God moving through it. The mystery is beginning to be explained. The mystery is beginning to be explained. Hmm. The other thing is the Hebrew word for breath is the same as the Hebrew word for spirit. Yes, it is. Ruach. Ruach. So the Hebrew word for breath is the same as the Hebrew word for spirit. And the word that was used in those texts was that word. And so literally the, the breath moving through our bodies is the presence of God moving through our bodies from this perspective. 
So in this story, humans are the first living things created, which is not true of the first creation myth, which was actually created after the second creation myth in time. So in this story, though, we are carefully, artistically formed of the earth. We're crafted into being by God. But what gave us life, according to the story, is God breathing the life into us. Our being was filled with God's spirit. Breathing was the first thing that we did as living beings. It was an extension. Our very breath, then, by this story, is an extension of God's creative act. We're participating in the creative cycle of God, every breath we take. God is closer than our next breath. Ah, God is closer to us than our next breath. Yes. That's my favorite scene. Yeah. Hmm. So why are we talking about this today? It's like, what are you talking about and why? <laughs> what message do these stories have for us today? in 2022. Because for me, unless the sacred texts that I read have a truth and an application to my life now, why would I be reading, studying, learning? What does it have for us? There's a progression of knowledge that comes from time itself. Okay. It's a progression of knowledge that comes from time itself. Do you see how time is such a blessing? Okay. Time is a blessing. I think it's also a reminder that uh, of the creative process, how, how spirit creates is how we create situations and experiences in our lives. Okay, so it reminds us of the creative process that's always going on and that we are engaging in it. Breathing in, breathing out. Yeah, we are blessed with the gift of life through breath. Okay. As long as we're breathing, we're alive. <laughs> <laughs> we're blessed with the gift of life and we know this, <laughs> if we're breathing, <laughs> we're alive. So can the breath then come to be something that reminds us of our own divinity if we choose to use it that way? If you think of it as a cycle, there is a beginning, a sustained, a, a sustained moment, and, and then it's recreated again. Okay. So it's a cycle. There's a rhythm. There's a rhythm to it. There are many rhythms in our lives, but it is a pretty basic one. It can ground us in what's really important. If we just stay present with the fact that we're breathing in and we're breathing out and what, what's before us is what's before us and we're really attending to that, isn't that a blessing in and of itself? Because we're present to our lives. We're actually taking part in our lives instead of being over here somewhere in our heads and letting our lives just, boy, they move fast, don't they? 
They do. So with every inhalation, we have an opportunity to remember that life is a gift. Every breath, a gift given by spirit. And it's an opportunity to feel gratitude. November is, you know, typically become the month of Thanksgiving and the time of feeling gratitude. I'd like to invite us this year to take part in that, but then to carry it forth from November into the rest of our year and the rest of our lives. Because gratitude is something that when we practice it on a regular basis, it really does bless our lives. It, it draws all kinds of goodness into our experience, just from stopping and breathing and remembering to be grateful. So what other benefits are there to coming back to the breath? Any other? I meditate 40 minutes a day now, and mm -hmm. how I do it is I let, feel my breath and I pay attention. And I get to a place where there's so much bliss and so much joy, because mm -hmm. I know that's where God is, within me. And that okay. breath keeps me in that place, because when my mind starts going, uh -huh. and I start concentrating on my breath, and it's actually a gift. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> So how do you suppose that then affects the rest of your life, the rest of your day? I'm happy all the time. You're happy? Good. I notice that uh, when I get stressed or distracted by outer experiences that mm -hmm. uh, my breath, my breathing sometimes gets really shallow and I'm mm -hmm. not taking in a great deal of oxygen. And when I notice that and take a deep breath, it, it, first of all, it relaxes me. I feel better, but, but it brings me, brings me back to myself, I think. Okay, so it brings you back to yourself. It uh, relaxes your body. So it must be having some really positive physical effects as well, right? Pausing to take a deep breath and just remind myself of what that breath means mm -hmm. can be a very can take a very short time and it's something that you can do in the middle of a stressful situation and nobody knows what you're doing there you go so there's a book called sacred time that i'm looking at right now i'm going to read a little bit in a, in a few minutes from it but the author reminds us that the breath offers us another gift Often when we're rushing through life, our whole physical system is running on adrenaline, right? Cortisol is pulsing through our bodies, our breathing is shallow, our muscles are tense to brace us for what comes next. Does that sound familiar to anybody but me? I found this to be a, an interesting topic for me to choose this month because I so need it. <laughs> We speak what we most need. She says, by working with the breath in an intentional way, we can impact these biological responses to stress. We can begin to slow our systems down so we feel more at ease. So it comes back even to the basic biological functioning of our bodies. When we forget to breathe and be present in our breath, our bodies make all kinds of chemicals that are not good for us. 
I mean, it's that simple. So it's, it's body, mind, and spirit all at work through the breath. There are opportunities for breathing spaces all through our days. There are. So what are some of your breathing opportunities as you move through the day, your average day? I swim three times a week. Okay. I'll tell you. You, you breathe when you're swimming. swimming. You are, yes. <laughs> yeah. Being at a stoplight. You've got to stop anyway. Might as well be aware of your breath. Oh, there's lots more opportunities than that. In the morning to begin your day. Okay, in the morning to begin your day, just taking a conscious few breaths, whether it's in meditation or not, whether it's making your coffee. At the end of your day, just making it a point. And you're breathing anyway. <laughs> you're breathing anyway. So why not be conscious about it? something that you're doing. It makes all the difference to bring your awareness back. We can consciously stop one thing before beginning another. Did you know that? <laughs> I have a hard time remembering that. Sometimes. We can consciously stop before moving on to the next thing. It's such a novel idea. Doing so acknowledges that in the space of the transition, there's a sacred dimension. There's a holiness about the space between things, about the space between thoughts, about the space between activities. We can experience presence in that space. But we have to remember to stop and bring the awareness back. I liked what Michael said about uh, referring to traffic. And it occurs to me every time you put your foot on the brake and you come to a stop, that's a wonderful moment to breathe. The, it's a perfect time. The, the brake is the reminder. You got opportunities all day long, April. I actually do. Like, yeah? Especially if, um, if I'm getting behind, mm -hmm. if I'm running behind, that triggers this anxiety inside of me. Mm -hmm. And my mind starts going a thousand miles a minute trying to think of what street do I need to take. In order Cortisol. To this time Cortisol. Gonna, yeah, you're filling up with <laughs> what fight or flight is taking over and you don't even realize that. Right. So every time I'll stop, I'll tell myself consciously, I breathe, you relax your shoulders, you're okay. serotonin and norepinephrine as well. 
in order to do that, you've got to over-oxygenate your body. That's right. <laughs> you've got to breathe yeah, you, slowly so and deeply. take over that and make a difference in what our body is doing. Yes. So that's got to be an intelligent design. I can't stop right now and make my heart slow down. I could if I took enough time, but I, I can just change right. my breath. You change your breath that fast. Yeah. And that does slow your heart down. It does. Yeah. Over time it does. This author calls it the holy pause of possibility. <laughs> so what would it be like to just take a five-minute pause between doing this thing and doing that thing? Or even a five-breath cycle between activities. How might that change your whole experience of your day can bring you a sense of balance absolutely it would relax you bring you present bring you present if you haven't let go of one thing fully you're not fully present to begin your next step mm. if you haven't let go fully of what you were doing then you can't be fully present to the next task <laughs> and that can be dangerous <laughs> that's called, called multitasking. You go from the pumpkin to the zucchini, you got to pause. <laughs> I can tell you. It gives you a moment to connect not only with your body and your mind and your heart and your mind, but with your environment. Yes. So you're connecting within yourself with the divine, but you're connecting with the world around you with your environment whether it's the people or the places or the activities that you're engaged in, you can become fully present to what's next or who is before you in conversation. This author's name is Christine, I want to say, Walter's Paintner, Sacred Time. Embracing an intentional way of life. Why did I pick this up at this time? I don't know. You guess. But she says, when we pause between activities or moments in our day, we open ourselves to the possibility of discovering a new kind of presence in the in-between times. When we rush from one thing to another, we skim over the surface of life, losing that sacred attentiveness that brings forth revelations in the most ordinary of moments. So we're not truly open to divine guidance. We're not truly open to the moment that's before us until we pause, until we stop, consciously stop. So if you were here for Teze, what's the other way that we talked about to bring us back to the experience of sacred time. We talked about breath. And then there was something else that I mentioned a little bit about at the end. I didn't know there was going to be a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a quiz. We talked about the praying of the hours. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the morning, yeah, midday, 
afternoon, evening, darkness of night. Remember now? Is it all coming back? Yeah. It was kind of foreign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're not familiar with that tradition, the praying of the hours. But if you look at many different religions, they actually do it. They don't may not call it that. But yeah, the the Muslims, you know, five times a day they're bowing and praying. Well, the, the Catholic have vespers and matins and right. Those, those yeah, are those are all praying the hours. So you can either do that formally in that way, or you can simply use the breath and the pausing several times a day to remind you to be present, to remind you to be grateful, to remind you that this breath that you've been given means that you're still alive and engaged in the world and that that is a gift. It's a gift. So what kinds of things might you do or what circumstances might you use to remind you to come back to that kind of a prayerful presence throughout your day? Diana, well, what I was wanting to say was that sometimes when I pause, and I don't know if anyone else does this, mm -hmm. but there are certain feelings. And when I pause, I can bring that in. Later. I have something I call my summertime feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's a very calm, peaceful and when I'm having a really hectic, stressful <laughs> kind of a day, mm -hmm. if I can remember to pause, take a breath, and just remember that feeling. Okay, that's so that's a great a great idea, a great tool. So a summertime feeling, as an example, I remember what that calm, lovely summertime feeling is, and calling that back into my experience to to calm you. Yeah. How else could you use just the basic day-to-day? -day? I mean, we had the driving example, putting the foot on the brake to remind us to come back to presence. I start. I go into gratitude a lot. When I get in my car and there's not a yellow light in my car anymore, uh -huh. I say, thank you, God, there's no <laughs> yellow light. And I just go into gratitude. Mm -hmm. I find out that when things aren't going exactly the way Ever. I'll start saying, oh, thank you, God, for my breath. Thank you, God, for my life. Thank you, God, for my dog. Thank you, God, that I have a car. Thank you, God, for my church. And I just do that all day long, and it just makes you happy. Makes you feel better. Oh. Yeah. Gratitude yeah. is one of the best gifts I've ever found to do. Yeah. Does anybody else have a way of moving through the day prayerfully? Standing in line, you're nothing you can do to make it go faster. Mm -hmm. um, so just use that time to become fully present. Take a few breaths. Right. And, and, uh, mm -hmm. Anytime you have to wait in a line or wait for anything, waiting is a reminder. Patience, presence, here, now. It's, it's a perfect way of coming back to remembering what's really important. Yes? I, I try to breathe deeply before I open the door and the doorbell rings. It's usually a solar panel salesman. Oh, 
<laughs> Breathe deeply. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get them and mean it. <laughs> so when the doorbell rings or someone knocks at your door, you can pause. You don't have to run to open it. You can pause and take a couple of breaths. Come back to prayer. When your phone rings, it's another good, you know, things that happen multiple times a day. If you can attach some kind of a stopping and a breathing and a coming back to presence in that moment, it makes your life a whole different experience. It was really humorous this morning because this morning was not moving smoothly along the timeline. I had an extra hour like everybody else and things just, I still don't know where my car keys are. <laughs> I know I had them last night because I drove the car. But it was one of those, have you had a morning like that? Where it's like, this is the time I need to be there. Oh, that isn't going to happen. <laughs> Gary might beat me there. Oh, he didn't, but it was close, you know. So it's really funny that when we give our attention to a topic like this, and we spend a lot of time with it, spirit pulls out all kinds of opportunities for you to practice the words that you're going to be spitting out in the coming couple of hours. It was um, really reassuring to know that I could actually practice those things in the midst of, ah, what if I'm going to be late for church? You know, that's never happened. So we get all kinds of opportunities to practice. I'm just going to read you. Uh, something that Miss Paintner, Ms. Paintner, has to offer. She suggests that you might adopt this practice. As you wake in the morning, become aware of the rhythm of your breath. Allow a few moments to connect with the breath cycle. You're, you're still laying in bed. You haven't moved yet. In this moment, savor especially the gift of inhalation, of new life being breathed in you. Move through several cycles of breath, noticing what the moment of inhalation awakens in you this morning. Rumi says, the breeze at dawn has secrets to tell you. Don't go back to sleep. And let the words of Psalm 139, 9 and 10 be on your lips. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. That or find another beautiful poem or piece of scripture that reminds you that you are guided and directed and protected. You're safe in spirit, no matter what happens. 
As you honor this time of awakening to a new day, pause for a moment and notice if you remember any dream fragments from the night before. Savor any images that rise up in this threshold space between sleeping and waking. What are the secrets that dawn whispers to you? <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Isn't that a beautiful process? Just to take just a couple of minutes. What are the secrets that dawn whispers to you? And she says, in the middle of the day, perhaps before you take a break for lunch, that could be your, your key time, your reminder, become aware again of the rhythm of your breath. Pause gently between your inhale and exhale, savoring this experience of being filled with oxygen and life. Move through several cycles of breath, just noticing what you experience in this moment of fullness. Psalm 55, 17. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he will hear my voice. <laughs> Don't have to necessarily complain and moan, but if you do, there is a presence that hears you and can respond in kind, so be careful with that. <laughs> As you pause at midday and stand, savoring this moment of illumination, be reminded of Hildegard of Bingen inviting you into intimacy with this divine fire. Be ablaze with enthusiasm. Let us be a live burning offering before the altar of God. Ooh, what a vision. And then at dusk, in the evening, as the sun begins to descend, maybe before your evening meal or maybe after, connecting again to the rhythm of the breath and savoring for a moment the experience of your exhaling. Let each exhale be long and slow and allow your body to release with each one, relaxing deeply. As you experience the physical letting go, notice what images or feelings are stirring in you. You've had a long day. What is, what is alive in you at this time? Another psalm. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Another reminder just to be grateful. Ponder this image from doc, uh, not doctor, Brother David Stendhal Rast. When evening arrives, people have a universal desire to find a serene place where they can put all the parts of the day together in some tranquil way. At Vespers, we are free to let go of the day and to luxuriate in the quiet beauty of the evening. So making a conscious effort at a specific time, whether you relate it to your evening meal or not, to just let go of everything. And then at dark, before bedtime, or perhaps in the middle of the night, if you tend to awaken, become aware of the rhythm of your breath and pause gently in the moment between your exhale and your inhale, repeating for several cycles, sinking into the moment of stillness and releasing any desire to do anything. 
allow yourself to simply be here right now. Be still and know that I am God. Consider this reminder from poet Wendell Berry. To know the dark, go dark. So just some inspirations to help remind you that becoming aware of your breath, becoming aware of the now and whatever is before you reminds you of all of the things you have to be grateful for. And so we'll be moving through different aspects of sacred time all month long, coming back to gratitude over and over again, leading us into December where we'll talk about sanctuary and Sabbath. And yes, I'm coming from what I need most to look at right now. So I'm hoping that you'll enjoy this journey. So we close together in prayer, knowing that each one of us is given exactly what is needed when we stop and pause and listen. And so I know for myself, as I know for each one here, that as we move back into our week, we are blessed with many opportunities to pause. We are given the grace to remember to breathe, to come back to conscious awareness of the many blessings that are forever showering down around us and filling our lives. And so I give thanks for myself and for each one here for every blessing of this and every day. I make every intention to come back into sacred time as often as possible, knowing that in this way I am lifted and supported through this journey that we call life. So from this place of deep gratitude that we are here together, gratitude that each one brings the fullness of who they are into this circle, I say thank you, Spirit, and I release this prayer, knowing that it's done its work. And we affirm this together as we say, and so it is. Amen. Well, that was fun. <laughs> I had fun. I hope you had fun. I had a good time. Good. <laughs> good time. So every Sunday we invite you to join us in the offering of your financial support, should you choose to, um, just in support of the work that we're doing in the world. And we are doing good work in the world. Uh, we did just, um, not purchase, I keep saying purchase. Sponsor. Sponsor our second acre with yay. Farmer's Footprint. So yay. And so I just invite you to affirm our blessing for our offering with us. If you are online today, you can find a donate button at mysticheart.org. Or you can find our mailing address if you prefer to use those things, you know, those pieces of paper that still float through the, the airway. <laughs> I use them sometimes. All right, so affirming with us, as I awake to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into this flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love 
blessing it forth to heal possible. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. So, as we, we're going to sing about this precious day for you. Or Chris is. We're all going to sing. Okay, we'll all, we'll all sing. Standing in this precious moment and knowing that I'm surrounded by manifestations of the One, I am deeply grateful. 
I'm grateful for the message of the day. I am so grateful for the music, for the time, the attention, the energy that each one puts into bringing us this musical journey each time that seems so effortless as they get up there and do it. I'm deeply grateful for the blessings of each and every person here and for the gifts of time, talent, and money that help us to be what we are and help us to become what we are, our next step is to be. Grateful for each who helps out with our food ministry and for cleaning the church each time. And so I just say thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. All righty, let's do a quick closer here. Thank you for being here. Have a beautiful Sunday.